welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much again for tuning in to the Living With Less podcast today. Um, This week, I have a very special guest on the podcast. It is Anne Renee Gumley. She's joining the show, and she is the co-author of the Shiny Things book, which I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about. I was part of their book launch team um, a couple months ago, and this book was just life-changing for me. And she is also the co-host of All the Mom Things podcast. So today, we're going to be talking all things Jesus, books, mothering, distractions, and she lives in Alaska, so I'm going to ask her some fun questions about how awesome it must be to live there. Um, And I do want to point out, even though this book is on mothering in a world full of distractions, um, if you're not a mom, this book still speaks so well into just the things that do distract us. They distract us from the things that God is pointing us to, so if you're not a mom, please continue tuning in because it is a very good message. So, Anne Renee, welcome. Thank you, Chelsea. It is an honor to be here with you. So, tell us about the wonderful you. Okay, well, let's see. I grew up actually in the Pacific Northwest around the Portland area, but then I went to college in Oregon and met a boy from Alaska. And so now we've been in Alaska for about 14 years. We have two kiddos that are 14 and 15. Both of them are learning to drive. So all the prayers, please, mamas. Um, <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> yes, literally, literally. Um, we do worship at our church in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned ministry. I am so blessed to be able to co-write and co-host uh, We do a blog together. We do a podcast together with Amanda Bacon. And just, we both love writing and doing ministry together, but we kind of joke that we are the mom opposites. I have two kids. She has eight kids. If you've read any bits of our book, Shiny Things, you will know we are like, we live on opposite sides of the country. She's in North Carolina here, um, where we're recording today, and I'm in Alaska. I work outside the home. She works one day a week at the Proverbs 31 Ministries offices. So there are so many different areas in terms of our background and, and different seasons and stages of mothering, but we both have the same foundation of desiring to love and serve our families well, and Jesus is that foundation. And and mothering's going to look different on all of us, right? Yes. Um, God didn't create us to be cookie-cutter versions of each other. We serve a creative God, and so it's not going to look the same. And that's kind of the heart of how we wrote the book, Shiny Things, was... Um, we have this common denominator, and it is Jesus, and that's where we want to fix our mind and our, our focus and our attention and our efforts. One thing I love in reading the book um, is the fact that you both wrote it together. This is the first book I've ever read that was co-written, and how every other chapter, I think it's every other chapter, mm-hmm. because you can tell you guys are so different, but then so the same in certain areas. Like you said, the fact that like Jesus is the foundation, and so it is really fun to read a book that has two different perspectives on, like, all ends of the spectrum. Well, and we did it a little bit differently. So, yeah, she, in each section, she would write two short chapters, and then I would write two short chapters, and there's ten sections throughout the book, Mm -hmm. because motherhood is really busy, and... 
we don't have a lot of time to just sit down and read in large no. chunks of time. No. So we wanted to make it feasible for moms. And it's kind of like a vignette style, but just making it, yeah, practical mm -hmm. for the busy mama. I love it. And I loved it so much. Okay, so writing the book and like getting the message out there, I was so intrigued by it because I felt like it so spoke to me. Like what got you and what got Amanda, I guess, and I'll be talking to her at some point about this too, but what started this whole idea of writing the Shiny Things book? Well, Amanda and I had worked together co-coordinating our local MOPS group. And for those of you not familiar with MOPS, it's Mothers of Preschoolers. It's not a cleaning society, which is what I thought when I was a young mama. Um, and we just dreamed of writing a book together someday. So actually six years ago, almost exactly six years ago, we brought a book proposal to She Speaks here in North Carolina, which that's where we're, we're yes, sitting today we are at recording. That is so cool. And we met several publishers, and actually the publisher we are with now, Harvest House, was one of the publishers we had an appointment with. And they sat us down and they said, girls, this is so much more than a book. This is a ministry. What mm -hmm. you guys are talking about of let's represent women well and, and motherhood well, this is, this is a ministry. And so they really challenged us and, and told us, frankly, that you know, we didn't have the numbers. We didn't have, um, they weren't being mean about it, but that's just the reality yes. of, you know, publishers need to make money, right? Yes. Um, so we started our online ministry May of 2014. So if you're familiar with the Masterpiece Mom, um, that blog started in May of 2014. And we started a podcast under the same name at that time. And then right before Shiny Things came out this year, January, we launched all the Mom Things podcast because that seemed to represent us a little bit better. Of It's all the Mom Things. Yes. So, and it's so good. Yeah. So, good. so as far as like connecting that to the book idea, um, Amanda had written a blog post on distraction mm. and it really seemed to hit a chord and, and really resonated with us. And suddenly we, we kind of felt like we were hypersensitive to all these things that kept pulling at us and keeping us from being intentional in our time and, and spending time with our priority people. And we decided this was a message that we needed to write more about. And fast forward six years and here we are with a ministry and a book. That's so cool. One thing I loved, it was in the beginning of the book, but it talked about um, you have to choose your priority and one thing that I've done, I literally just said it yesterday because I was like fumbling around on my phone trying to get everything done for She Speaks. And I looked at my son and I put my phone down and I was like, no, I choose you. I choose you right now. And I could cry. I was like, I, I will not choose this phone over time with him and having that like priority people in your life. I, I loved that. In writing the book and writing that process and... Um, what was your favorite part about writing it? Did you find like God healing certain areas of your life through that? Was he teaching you things about yourself that you hadn't seen before? Like what was that like putting that all on paper? Um, well, I really had no idea until we started writing the book how big of a topic distraction really was. And, mm -hmm. and not just for our mom community, but for me personally. Mm -hmm. I think we automatically think about technology and social yes. media but it really was eye-opening eye opening for me to realize and acknowledge that it is just so much more mm -hmm. of just an issue of technology or mm -hmm. social media. I mean, it's comparison. And you and I were chatting about 
just how complex and how wide the reach of distraction is. Yes. It's comparison, it's discontentment, it's mm. fear, it's worry, it's pain, it's, you know, what other people think of me. Um, it's like it, ongoing. It's, yeah, it's literally, all, I feel like it could go on. And it's forever. everything that keeps us from fixing our eyes mm. on Jesus mm-hmm. and keeping us from focusing on what really matters most, mm-hmm. which that should be our faith, right? Our families, mm-hmm. the callings that God has put on our hearts. And that was really sobering. Um, but I also think that the writing was was therapeutic, but it was really revealing mm. that this thing of distraction is a heart issue, and it reveals what really matters to me, and that can mm. be really hard. And I had no idea how many things I was allowing to get in the way of growing in my walk with the Lord, mm-hmm. and the ways I had allowed discontentment to really creep in and areas where I had invited worry and anxiousness Mm -hmm. to take over and and really being honest and identifying these areas I needed to be willing to work on them so it was um it was a hard process but a beautiful process I love words I love to wrestle with words and they are an art form to me so What an honor to be able to take words and by how you put them into a sentence, Mm. you can urge people Godward. And it was such an honor to be able to write this book. It just makes me grin from ear to ear, just like what a blessing and what an Mm. honor and a privilege to be able to have this opportunity to speak life-giving words Mm -hmm. and to encourage and challenge other women and have it all come back to Jesus. So I like how you talked about, you know, how there's all different types of distractions. I mean, literally the list could go forever um because we're all different my favorite chapter of the book was what the daydreams won't tell you it changed my life and when I say it changed my life it's because God used him through your words to speak into um, an area of sin in my life that I hadn't seen before I knew it wasn't good I knew it wasn't a good choice but I didn't see it as sin and through reading that chapter um, I was sitting at a restaurant my husband told me go out, get dinner by yourself. And oddly enough, they took forever to get my salad out. That should only take like (laughs) 10 minutes. And I'm so thankful they took like 25 minutes because I read this and just sat there and bawled my eyes out Mm -hmm. because the Lord, it was like he took a key and he unlocked this part of my heart that I'd never let him get to. And I'd never let him speak into that. So can you share a little bit about the why behind this chapter? Well, I think the heart behind that chapter in particular was one of fear and trepidation. If I'm mm. just really being honest, mm-hmm. um, it was a chapter I felt really strongly that I needed to write, but one that I was fearful to put out into the world. Um, that chapter talks very strongly about what happens when we're distracted by the what ifs and the could be's. Mm-hmm. And when we invite discontentment in and what those long-term effects can Mm. be, just like you were saying, how dangerous certain thought patterns can be Mm -hmm. and how it can have heartbreaking, Mm life-changing results for good and for bad. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I almost deleted that darn chapter. (laughs) And Um, I'm like, no, that was was the chapter. (laughs) But it felt so important Mm -hmm. to keep in there to Mm -hmm. tell that whole story of what happens when we allow the enemy of our souls to mm-hmm. whisper those distracting words into our ears. Because, of course, the enemy does not want to see godly families raised mm-hmm. up. And so he is going to do everything within his power to keep us distracted mm-hmm. and to keep us from focusing on what's most important, 
which of course those are the things with eternal impact mm. and eternal value. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was the one I almost deleted so many times. And that's crazy that it would um, speak to your heart. And I feel so honored that it would, um, but that just lets you know that my imperfect words, mm. it's, it's because we serve a perfect God mm -hmm. and he knows to make salad orders take forever so my that gosh. you can dig in deep and you can squirm in your chair there in the restaurant and go, okay, Lord, what are you really trying to say to me through this chapter? Um, and I do want to point out, so again, the chapter was what the daydreams won't tell you and when you read it, like it talks a lot about, like she was saying, you know, the relationships in our life that have eternal impact. Um, but I think we all can daydream in different ways and it can be just as, um, life altering in a bad way. Like it can be, like you said, discontentment, being envious of the things that other people have. So it's not just relationally speaking that you can take that. I mean, it can go into so many other facets that really derail, like being just thankful for what you have and being content mm -hmm. with where you're at. Yeah. Um, so since your book is mainly just geared toward moms, who has been the best role model in your life um, when it comes to this season? Oh, my word. I love that question. Um, I have been blessed with some really amazing role models and mentors in my life through the years. But I would have to say the number one role model in my life has definitely been my own mom. Mm. Um, she is someone who speaks life-giving words to me on a regular basis. She helps me gain perspective for whatever mothering season mm. I'm in. She encourages me. Um, she prays for me. She will text prayers for me, like mm. when I was um, on my red-eye flight last night and just praying for sleep and praying um, the Psalms over me that I could oh. lay my head down and sleep in peace um, because he's the one that's going to make me dwell in safety. And mm. just regardless of how hard things, um, how messy parts of motherhood can creep mm. in, she always points me back to the feet of Jesus. So don't underestimate the power of encouragement, you guys. Mm -hmm. um, we are called to be that iron that sharpens iron and to speak the truth in love. Mm -hmm. So be that kind of friend, be that kind of sister, and be that kind of mom to your kids. I love that when you talk about like, being that iron and all of that, like in your relationships and with your friends. Cause I think sometimes it can be hard to want to go there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know in my own life I've had, I, I always joke with people. I love having friends. Uh, it's like the women that are like 20 years older than me. Um, I just feel so safe with them. And I remember one of them, I always called her one of my spiritual moms. Cause like my mom is the best mom in the world. I think um, but my spiritual Our mom, moms should meet, right? Yes, they should. <laughs> um, so my spiritual mom, one of them like came to me with a really hard topic to talk about with me, but I look back now and even though it was uncomfortable, it changed my life and it shaped me in a way that would not have happened had she not wanted to like go there and speak the truth in a graceful way, but it was just really cool. And so I do think like having those relationships with people that can be that for you is mm -hmm. so huge. Yeah. What is your hardest distraction that you deal with when it comes to mothering in our world? I know that's like quite personal, wow. but like, what Let is it? We need to know. Begin. No, um, I think it would be easy to say that my phone is probably the biggest distraction, but really, it's a lot deeper than that. So if my phone, that just represents a bigger heart issue. And in writing this book, I discovered how much I have allowed comparison. 
uh, to rule my heart and my time. Like social media can be a wonderful tool to connect and encourage and engage, yes. but it also can be, I don't need to tell you this, but it can be a major time suck. Yeah. And something that keeps me from, from flourishing in my relationship with the Lord. And when I compare my life to others, that just can stir up discontentment. It can stir up insecurity. And I don't need to be constantly looking at what others are doing. I just need to follow what God has for me Mm -hmm. and what he's calling me to and my family to and be confident in that. Mm -hmm. So actually, in the process of writing the book, I ended up taking the Facebook app off my phone. You go, girl. Um, <laughs> I have to do it now. Like for ministry things, I do it from my laptop, yes. which is a lot harder to do, let me tell you. Um, I do still really love Instagram, but I look at it as a different way. I look at what feeds Mm-hmm. in a good way, mm-hmm. what brings joy, mm-hmm. what brings encouragement, um, what urges me Godward. And if it doesn't, mm-hmm. quite honestly, um, I don't follow those accounts mm-hmm. anymore. And it was kind of a an eye-opening purging of what really matters mm-hmm. to me. And if it stirs up unhealthy thoughts, mm-hmm. if it points me back to that place of comparison, then um, walk away. Yeah, it's like get out of dodge. Don't yeah, exactly. Um, gosh, and you know, it's I loved when you talk about just the phone because it's so small. Like literally, it fits in our hand, and it sucks the life. It's out magnetic. Of us. Oh my yes, word! Yes, and it's it is just weird how something's so small. But like you said, it's bigger than that. Like when people say, "Oh, I'm so distracted by my phone or my or whatever," but it's like, no, there is. But we a choose level. it. Yes, we choose it over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm especially with our kids and and I know that not all of your listeners are moms but we were at the park recently and we were watching all the kids play and the kids are squealing going down the slide and they're on the swings and I look around I'm sitting on a bench and I look around at the other moms on the benches and every single one of them are on their phones and you hear the kids yelling mom mom look at me look at me at the top of the slide and like I get a huge lump in my throat because what missed opportunities? Mm-hmm. What missed parts of life? What is in our phone can wait. Mm-hmm. It really can. These living, breathing people are right mm-hmm. in front of us. And um, I'm not trying to put guilt at all on any of us because I am right there with you. Um, I wrote a book on distraction and yet I'm still yeah. so easily distracted. When I couldn't sleep last night here at the hotel, I was on Instagram right. scrolling through. Yes. What is the She Speaks hashtag? Yes. Who all is posting things? Because I'm curious. Uh, yes. I want to know what everyone is doing and seeing and what they're eating. And oh, they had to wait for salad for 25 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Why do I need to know that? Yes. <laughs> but it's true. And, um, I have had this similar thing happen at the park. Like I, and I'm also like total control freak. Lord, please help me in that. Um, seriously. But I'm like the one I want to be staring at all the kids at all times because I'm like, Hey, you know, you don't do that. Or I'm like, I don't want to lose my child or something. But when I see that, a, I think like, oh, I feel really bad for them being sucked into something, but it also really convicts me because I'm like, mm-hmm. how many times has Cam done something and been excited and I missed it? Yeah. Like for what? Like you said, looking at yeah something on my phone that doesn't do anything eternal. Yeah. I actually videoed the wrong child one time at a track meet because... <laughs> 
Oh, this is how, here's a, here's a real working mom moment. Um, I was trying to answer a work text and go back and forth between getting ready for her race. And I saw the purple shirts at the starting line. I should have put this story in the book. Um, but I probably didn't want to be that vulnerable <laughs> at the time. But I literally filmed the wrong kid. I didn't, I missed my daughter's race, it, oh, it was a quick gosh. one. It was only a 100-meter race, so you, like, blink and yes, it's over. Yes, and it's done. And, but, um, yeah. but missing those moments because I was trying to mm. do too many things. And when we are pulled at all these millions of things pulling at us, we miss out on what is important. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all identify with that. Yes. So I have an almost 2-year-old, and he is, gosh, that kid, he has the sweetest personality and disposition and... I wish I could keep him that way forever. But what would your best encouragement be for a mom in my shoes right now in the throes of little kids that have tantrums at the grocery store, that don't want to go in their car seat? (laughs) What's your encouragement for us when we're, like, so frustrated? Well, I I don't want to sound trite or like the old women in the grocery store line that's like, oh, these years seem long, but they're so short. Yes. But, But recognizing the gift of right now, mm. that this is a season, mm-hmm. this is not forever, and wishing for these years or your season mm-hmm. or whatever to be over just blinds us to see mm-hmm. what a gift it is mm-hmm. right here, right now. Mm-hmm. And there is going to be a time for callings and hobbies and other things that we feel we can grow discontent in the season of, of motherhood. Um, but one of the things that we talk about in the book is really asking yourself is right now the right time Mm. so say you feel really passionate about writing and you think god has put this book on my heart ask him is right now the right time Mm -hmm. because there is a season for everything and his plans and his purposes are perfect and he will open the right doors at the right time but when we spread ourselves too thin and we try to say yes to everything or we try to push our agenda instead of God's agenda, Mm. it doesn't work out well. Mm -hmm. And really, it just blinds us to seeing the gift of the moment that we are in. And we miss out on seasons. And I've done that. Um, And that's a hard, Mm. hard thing to really look at. And that's where distraction really does come back to it's a matter of the heart. Mm -hmm. And take those things before the Lord and really sift through it and weigh it through with Him and say, God, reveal to me the things I should be doing and the things I should say no to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to say no to good things so we can say yes to better things. Mm -hmm. And our children are those better things. Mm -hmm. You know, I caught myself one day I was praying and but I was walking with him and like I just pray while I walk and I was just like praying about him when he grows up like I was praying for his teenage years and for his friends and these good godly friends and how excited I am to be the room mom when he goes to school and all of this and I just felt the Lord like stop me dead in my tracks and I was so convicted I could cry he just said I need you to love him now like you want to love him then because it can get so hard when they're little and I just loved how he stopped me in that and said that to me because, like you just said, like, he is the better thing. And I need to not get caught up in when he's 14 and when I get to do this. And you obviously having young teens, you're like... I have a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, you have that boy. Yeah. But he just told me, like, love him now like you want to love him then. And... Yeah. So the Living With Less podcast is all about living with less of the things, getting in the way of who Christ is calling us to be. And I felt like this book, I couldn't believe it when I read it. I'm like, 
This is like so one of the things. Um, if someone asked you something that they needed to live with less of in regards to becoming more like the Lord or more like who he's calling them to be, what would you tell them and why? I would say to really ask yourself as you go throughout your day, is this a lesser thing mm. or a lasting thing? Mm. And just go from there. Um, when you identify the threat of distraction, like if you're really willing to wade in deep and figure out what your top distractions are, mm. like do more than just identify it. Label it and then get rid of it. Mm. And then don't allow that thing to creep back in. You know, we can't resist the pull on our own. Mm-hmm. We need our friend Jesus and we need accountability. We need the body of Christ. And... You know, with any struggle, any sin, you can't just get rid of it without replacing it with something else. So I would really challenge us as we are living with less of comparison and fear Mm -hmm. and worry and anxiousness, um, those things that get in the way, I would challenge us, and I'm saying this to myself because I need to hear this too, but get into God's word. His Mm -hmm. word will not return void. It is so um, transformative. And spend time in prayer and Mm -hmm. fix your eyes on Jesus and let it come back to him. And like I say, ask yourself, is this a lesser thing or a Mm -hmm. lasting thing? I'm writing that in my Bible. That is so good. Okay, so I want two fun things to like wrap things up. What is your favorite Bible verse and why? Oh, hands down, Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart may plan his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And that has been my verse my life first since my college days of working with Campus Crusade um, because I am really good at planning and not Mm -hmm. so good at the trusting part of things. Yeah, it just, it reminds me to fully rest in his perfect purposes Mm -hmm. and plans. That's good. And I have been dying to ask you this. What is the best part of living in Alaska? Like you post these pictures and (laughs) girl, I'm going to be honest, I'm like, the way the trees reflect in the water, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Well, it has taken me several years to really love where we live and truly see the beauty that is all Mm. around me. And I think discontentment really blinded me to that Mm. for a lot of years. Um, But now it's like I can't stop. I am just in awe of our amazing God and his amazing creation. And let's see, the best part of living in Alaska? Yeah, the best part. I think it's just seeing, it's like God's fingerprints all over our state. Like we are surrounded by majestic mountains and breathtaking scenery everywhere we turn. Um, It's just an amazing place to live. And I I feel honored to live there. And we have an incredible church body there, which just adds to the beauty of God's people and, and God's creation. I love that. Um, Okay, guys, so we're going to wrap things up. So you can find more um, about the Shiny Things book at shinythingsbook.com. You can check out um, Amanda and Anne Renee's blog at themasterpiecemom.com. And you can connect with Anne Renee on Instagram. I'll have her Instagram handle in the show notes. And, again, all of these details, everything we talked about, you can find them also there in the show notes. And I just pray that this message has met you in some place that is a distraction in your life. And I pray even more that you would get their book. Like I said, even if you're not a mom, just to read some of these areas that um, I know the Lord wants to reach at a heart level that we need to work through and pray through and just continue to not be so distracted by the things getting in the way of him. So thanks for being on, Anne Renee. This is so fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening, you guys. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at chelseadematis.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me. And I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you were fully loved and fully known by God.